0: This is UFC fighter Tim Kennedy, and I wanted to wish Verbal Tap congratulations on the 50th podcast.
1: It's the moment UFC
2: fans around the world have been waiting for. It's starting. Michelle. It's time. It's time for Verbal Tap. Episode 50, Rafa Sparza. How are you doing this evening? I am doing very well. I'm excited
3: that we are now doing our 50th podcast. Do you understand what that means?
2: It means if this were years, we'd be a half century old. That is
3: correct. I feel it in doing that many of these, but uh, no, that's not true. I actually love this. This is great. And we get to celebrate that today, and we've got a whole bunch of things to celebrate it with, right?
2: Yes. Uh, Number one, Carlos Condit is on the show. (laughs) Carlos Condit.
3: Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm back.
2: Yeah, okay. Who got you,
3: Carlos Condit, to be on the
2: show? You did. It was a big – and you gave me one minute during the interview. We slotted out one minute so I could just go fan crazy. Super helpful. Mm -hmm. Appreciated. Of course, we have, because, you know, where else do you go for ultimate fighter coverage? Mm. We have the men's tough champ of season 18, Chris Holdsworth. Mm. We also have the ladies' tough champ of season 18, Juliana, the Venezuelan vixen.
4: Two fighters,
2: two champs, one show, Carlos Condit, who's amazing – Pretty much in every way, and should be the champ. Don't scare him away. Okay, I'm just saying.
3: We've just made lots of
2: funny decisions. Been passed his direction, and we get to close it out with our favorite, the one, the only Bubba McDaniel, who never disappoints. Never. We're also doing something very special throughout this show, and Raph, this is really the marks the first time you and I, outside of the podcast, have come together to do a project. Um, A little voicemails that have been left by guests from this first 50 shows. So we had several guests call in. We're going to call them by name at the end of the show. But you will get to hear them wishing us a happy 50th or mocking us or both. So you will hear those sprinkled throughout the show. Does that about cover it on what's going on tonight?
5: I
3: think so. And let's keep everything moving. Let Let's get straight to the show.
2: Holdsworth is up, but first, voicemails.
6: Hey, this is Gentleman Josh and I just want to say congratulations to Verbal Tap on their 50th podcast. Hey, it's Adam Sella here. Just wanted to call and uh, congratulate
1: Verbal Tap for the 50th podcast. Um, You know, now that I sit and think about it, saying congratulations for the 50th podcast is uh, it's sort of like saying congratulations on making the JV roller hockey team cheerleading squad in your high school. Uh, kind of uh, kind of pathetic.
0: But you know, whatever floats your guys' boat makes you guys happy. Uh, so, you no, know, seriously, congratulations. Uh, hopefully there'll be another 50 more and many um, you guys have me on. I hope to hear from you soon. Congrats, guys. to you.
6: This is Joe Schilling. Just wanted to give a verbal tap. Right, congratulations. 50 episodes and still going. Congratulations, guys.
2: Verbal tap fans, we have on back, and now we know um, our predictions were correct. Chris Holdsworth, winner. Of the Ultimate Fighter season eighteen, how are you doing this evening, Chris? I'm doing good, guys. At
0: the airport, uh, I stayed in Vegas an extra night. I wanted to see some friends, guys, and family, in town. So at the airport now, getting ready to head back to Sacramento. Can't wait to get back home.
3: I want to say uh, this is true commitment at its finest. Let's let's start with that. That you were actually talking to us while at the airport, and it's also very multitasking. Uh, now, when you say that you stayed an extra night. Does that mean you were celebrating? If so, how so?
0: No, I didn't celebrate too much. Like, uh, I did celebrate yesterday. Uh, they got this donut place called Pink Box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like you know, some of the best donuts I've ever had. And um, my, me and my buddy used to go all the time, so I told him, like, dude, I was I was like fantasizing about him like two weeks ago and I was like, King Box, did I come to Vegas? <laughs> so I had to I had to come see one of my good friends and hang out and uh you know, so we did, he just dropped me off. That's so
3: interesting that you decided to go all Cody Bollinger, aka Anthony Gutierrez on us and decided to be fat. But um jokes aside, hey man, hey, he uh,
0: waited I, till I, after. I, I deserve it, bro. I deserve it. <laughs> I know, I, I know. You I missed you Thanksgiving, I couldn't eat.
3: I know, dude. Ugh. That's the worst. How that pissed is the worst. we're scheduling the Ultimate Fighter finale after Thanksgiving? Like they couldn't have waited, maybe a week after.
0: I don't know that's what I'm saying. it, was, it all uh, it was all worth it, man. It was worth the sacrifice. Yeah. I guarantee you, I'm gonna have a couple Thanksgiving dinners <laughs> in the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: I have a very serious question, Chris. I've never talked to someone directly after winning the Ultimate Fighter. Are you wearing the belt right now? The belt. They gave you like you... some sort of Ultimate Fighter trophy. No, no, no. Right? no. They Did
3: give you, you the the crystal. Did you make that into a belt? Because I would.
0: Oh no, dude! That thing's like twenty, thirty pounds. I don't think you can wear it on your belt. It's like but... a big cylinder, glass okay. thing. Okay, you but, have it but... with you though, right? Like, yeah. What?
3: You have it with you right now, right?
0: No, I actually had a, the the guy I lived with was here, he drove out here, and it was a great idea, because I had a bunch of crap that he took back with him back home, that uh, I couldn't fit with me.
3: Well, I mean, I was about to say, I hope you didn't check that in, because I'm pretty sure you wouldn't end up back (laughs) with it in Sacramento.
0: Uh, Yeah, man, it was, all my stuff, we had a couple of posters and stuff that I couldn't fit, so it was cool that he was able to drive back, and you know, carry all that stuff. Cause I would have I would have had to lug that thing around in my backpack. <laughs>
3: <laughs> have you let anybody hold it? Like,
0: yeah. Um, afterwards. And what was her that name? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's just me knowing, Hey, I know how black belts party. I've oh, seen God. him do it before. It's uh especially after winning the tournament, how crazy have the last 24 hours been for you now?
0: Man, it's actually been pretty crazy. Uh, the most overwhelming thing was just all my family and, and everyone was out here. I didn't see like, a lot of friends came and visited and, and came in to support. I had family from Colorado, from Minnesota, you know, people people that came that I don't even know from Minnesota. And uh, it was just a crazy experience just to see everyone afterwards. And, and, uh, you yeah, know, seeing the support everyone was giving me, it was, uh, it was pretty cool.
3: Now, can you tell us what were some of the best things that people told you? Because I'm sure you heard uh, a million compliments, a million different things. Like, what are some of the most memorable ones? If you had to pick maybe just three.
0: Um, you know, that I'm their favorite fighter. That's always cool to hear. Um, yeah, just that I, You know, my mom telling me that and she's very proud of me and My whole family just telling me, you know, how proud they are, just to witness me do that and uh, live my dreams and stuff like that. So.
2: And the person that sold you the donuts, did they have anything inspiring (laughs) to say?
0: No, she's uh, she's giving her bad influences on me. So that wasn't a good (laughs) one. (laughs) They should. I feel
2: like you could get a donut named after you. Mm, The Holdsworth. (laughs) The
0: Holdsworth,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I really like donuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we do interviews
2: like this. We get the hard-hitting questions.
3: So were you also prepared for the media cycle after? Like, after you win, I'm sure it's a huge rush, but then they they bring you into press row, and then you're all of a sudden doing a press conference. What's going through your mind when that happens?
0: Yeah, that was... um that was pretty uh, crazy, dude. That's all I can really say is uh, just everything's surreal. All that stuff happening, like just being a fan of the sport and stuff. Uh, just to be able to go through all that, you know, on pretty much my first UFC fight on on the stage was. Mm-hmm. I think it is a great learning learning experience for me just to kind of go through all that and witness it, you know, and do it. So it's just going to be that much better each time uh, I get out there and, uh, you know, fight. So it was a great experience. So I'm hoping
2: we're one of the first podcasts to ask you. um, But what's next for you now? I guess we know which organization you'll be fighting for.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, – that was funny. I was laughing with my friend about that. I know it's – I don't know what's next. I'm just – I'm healthy. (laughs) I uh, I'm a, little, a little sore from the fight, but besides that, uh, you know, it's up to the UFC. You know, I'm not calling anybody out yet or whatnot. But asking, uh, you know,
3: did you want us to want start them. doing that for you? Because we're more than and happy was, to start calling just, out people on your behalf.
0: Raf also does a good
2: impression <laughs> of you, as you're aware. So Uh-oh we could yeah. even call them, and they would think it was you. Which We've had really some happen.
3: of the other fighters from this season start to tell me that they really think my impression of you is pretty solid. So, uh, number one, thanks for keeping me in business because that's going yeah. <laughs> yeah, to really important. skyrocket now that we got an Ultimate Fighter winner I can impersonate. Uh, two, <laughs> I may try and use that when I'm in Vegas. So, you, if you hear somebody was impersonating you, uh, odds on favorite, it's me. All right. Well, let's hear my – I don't
0: even want to hear it.
2: <laughs> i mean maybe you could just thank verbal tap <laughs> real quick <laughs> obviously we were instrumental in your victory chris i feel like we called it though we did predict us and it sounds like everyone else you know we actually talked to a lot of people from the jiu-jitsu world as well chris that were uh cheering you on what's it mean to win via submission the way you did
0: it means a lot just because that's uh that's my, that's my style, that's my, my background, you know, the whole jujitsu, and um, I really respect just the Gracie family and, you know, what they did and, and brought this martial arts all the way down from Brazil and, and all that jazz, so it's cool that people kind of look at me have a following in the MMA community, but, you know, I also have a following in the, the jujitsu community, cause that's where I'm uh, originally from, and that's where I, uh, those are my roots, so it, it's pretty cool. And I,
3: I do have to say, uh, you know, I'm all for, for spreading the wealth, but the fact that you didn't get submission of the season is suspect, wouldn't you say?
0: Oh, man, I'm so glad you brought that up because I said the same thing. I didn't know. And I, I asked uh, Isabel, the head of PR, like, right before I was going to do some post-fight thing, I was like, hey, when are you guys going to start voting for the you know, best fight of the season? She's like, oh, I just got the results. And I was like, what? when did you guys vote? It went on during the, it went on during uh, tonight's show. So I asked her, she's like, um, here they are. They're all girls. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was, (laughs) I was upset about that.
3: Cause I mean, it's fine. Like the, I guess, you know, like I said, you want to get some people some money. That's perfectly fine. But, you know that you had the climbing submission that data white gets to say i've never fucking seen anything like that before but let's give an (laughs) armbar a fucking twenty five thousand dollar bonus
2: you know who really gave it the bump beforehand was uh chael and bisping were on the uh, fox live coverage and they were like i think it was the armbar and it almost felt like you got shafted just because you had had three on the board
0: yeah, I was kinda of upset about it, but I guess the uh, submission of the 950 G is better
3: than twenty five. That's the attitude. There that we, we go. go. I mean <laughs> but I, I just wanna say I think it's a little unfair that just because you're so good at jiu-jitsu, it's just expected and so you can't get money for it, so you're just like, What a double edged sword you have.
0: <laughs> yeah, that de- extra twenty five would have helped, but I'm just uh I'm just happy I got something and you know, people recognize that. You know, I do have good jujitsu out there. And
3: I, I i do have to ask, you know, uh, did you get a second to talk with Davey after the fight or anything like that?
0: Yeah, I actually did. He came uh, he came to our locker room and we talked, and uh, we actually ran into each other at breakfast the next morning, and he got to meet my mom and some of my family. So I really respect him, dude. He's a, he's a cool dude, and I wish him the best of luck. Yeah.
3: I mean, that was that was the hard part for us here is you guys had both been on the podcast. We both liked you guys and we were hoping for an exciting fight. And I mean, you know, you can't ask for a better submission finish, but you guys were definitely both proving what you were great at in that fight. And, uh, you know, compliments to both of you guys for that, that great exhibition, especially from all of us who got to watch it.
0: Did you guys enjoy the fight? Yeah, dude. Well... We're already suckers
2: if uh, somebody starts working some good submission oh, games. Yeah. So you had pretty much solidified our interest in the fight when you prove when you just showed again. Like when you are doing jujitsu in the cage, you're mm-hmm. on a very different level, and that's what happens when a sort of young modern jujitsu black belt gets in the cage against these guys that are still training jujitsu techniques that are a little outdated. Uh, so we always enjoy watching you fight just because you have uh, you get that modern jujitsu style that's uh, and it's terrifying.
3: If you'd like to know what the reaction was like at Sam Manuel Casino uh, where I was watching the fight, uh, I'm watching with two total strangers. They look at you. They look at you like working the submission. And they looked at me and they go, yeah, I don't think he's got it. And I was like, give him a second. <laughs> give, this is, this is going to end very badly because he's in. Yep. Oh, and the fight's over. Yeah. That's why you don't say. I don't think he's got it to a black belt when they've got the back.
2: Yeah. Pretty much as soon as you took his back, it was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah. Um, Which I didn't get to watch the fights from. I like watching the fights from the corner because that's normally the time when you can really tell how a fighter's doing based on how their corner is reacting. And I feel like his corner, you can see them just being like, no, no. Oh, God. And they kind (laughs) of plateaued. <laughs> um what was your this will be the last question because we know you are in an airport and have to travel what was your favorite pirate about the uh the ufc extravaganza
0: um i would say of course just me getting my hand raised and uh you know here in dana say i'm the next ultimate fighter that was definitely the, the highlight and uh everything on top of that was just icing on the cake Seeing the family is always good and just seeing uh you know my mom and, Expression, you know, just seeing her son do, do, uh, do well. That, that, that's a big, uh, big inspiration for me as well. That's fantastic, verbal tap
2: fans. This has been Chris Holdsworth, winner of the Ultimate Fighter season 18, black belt in jiu-jitsu, and now friend of the podcast. We really appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes post victory to talk to us, Chris.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. And now, more voicemail.
6: Hey, what's up, Rebel Tap Podcast? It's Jimmy Clemens on the Ultimate Fighter Season 17. Just congratulating you guys on 50 Podcasts. we looking forward to hearing some Rebel down.
0: This is Ernesto Torres from Results of Rare. just want to congratulate Kevin and Raf
1: at the Verbal Tap MMA podcast for reaching 50 episodes. I guess it's true what they say. Sometimes good things do happen to bad people.
0: Uh, Take care, guys. Keep up the good work.
6: Hey, Hey, this is Zombie Mike. Uh, Congratulations on your 50th podcast coming up, guys. Talk to you later.
2: Was Ultimate Fighter Season 18 men's champ Chris Holdsworth? What'd you think, Raph?
3: Uh Always funny, always good. And uh, I'm so glad that he's okay with me doing an impression of him.
2: I know. <laughs> he should be glad. It got
3: a little testy for a
2: second. <laughs> he should be I, glad.
3: I was, I was very happy that for a split second he was just about to start saying, Let me hear it. And then he was just like, I don't really give a shit. I won the Ultimate Fighter.
2: I I was wanting it to happen so badly, just because you know I'm always looking for opportunities for a black belt to feel the urge to choke you. That's fine. Hey, speaking of people that'll have the urge to choke someone that hosts this podcast, you want to bring on Carlos (laughs) Condit?
3: (laughs) Let's do that. Let's bring on Carlos, natural born killer Condit.
2: Natural born killer. (laughs) Herbal Tap Fight fans, this is a very special 50th episode treat, um, obviously for me, if you've been listening to the show. We have the natural-born killer, Carlos Condit, on the line to talk to us a little bit about his December 14th fight. How are you doing this evening, Carlos? I'm
6: doing great. How are you guys doing?
2: We are good. We're elated you're talking to us. How are things approaching? Uh, How are you doing health-wise, physically? How's everything looking for the
6: fight? Uh good. Really good, man. You know, every every camp there's you know, little little stuff you gotta work around, but uh this camp has uh has been has been pretty good.
3: Now when officially does your fight week start?
6: Uh, well I guess next week. Uh, <laughs> I get out I get out to get out to uh Sacramento next Tuesday and uh so yeah, I guess that's officially fight week.
3: Fair enough. the The thing that we're concerned about is when that happens. They have those UFC behind the scenes things. They have one for you coming up with that. You know, how does that does that prolong the fight week for you? Like, how does that get into your head? Like, how does that work for you?
6: Um, you know what, man, it's just it's just kind of part of the part of the process. Um, it's not the funnest thing to do all the time, especially you know when you're when you're cutting weight and or you're you know, trying to trying to focus on your training camp. Um, but it's just part of selling the fight, and you know, ultimately, this is this is a business, and uh, you know, we don't make money if nobody watches the fight. So you know, you got to do what you got to do.
2: Very cool. It does feel like you've had to do a lot of these behind the scenes runs too. Um, though I, I watch them, so I don't have much to say. When you're zoning into the fight, we know you're a really intense guy. You approach things very strategically. You're you're always studying your opponent. Do you have any unwinding activities do you do? Do you like catch up on breaking bad or finally get into lost during these nights or is it all game plan for you?
7: No, it's
6: it's uh it's a little bit of both. Um, you definitely just try to um try to achieve some uh some sense of normalcy. Um, you know, I'm out there with my with my coaches, um, and you know, we all get along really well, so a lot of the time it's just kinda sitting around, uh, bullshitting and, uh, (laughs) you know, and then, and then, you know, training and, and, you know, doing, doing the work thing. But well, it was just kind of just hanging out with the guys.
3: Now, Carlos, you mentioned, uh, hanging out with the coaches. Coach Jackson is very, very famous for being very calm in situations. Do you have a rage captain follow up? Do you know what a rage captain is in your corner?
6: A rage captain or somebody, somebody who pumps you up basically.
3: Oh yeah, somebody who just yes. comes in there and tells you you are gonna walk on water.
6: You know what? You know, Greg, Greg is is very calm, but he he can fill uh, he can fill that that place if I if you need it. You know, usually I don't need it. Usually I'm the one they're trying to calm me down. <laughs> um, but but every once in a while, you know, you know, some some days you're flat, and you know, Greg will Greg will uh, you know kind of tap into that in that uh, animosity and, and uh, you know, get you bumped up.
3: Now, in the moment, what's the best thing he's ever told you?
6: Uh, well, I, I, in one fight, I was, I was like, oh, man, you know, I was warming up and my legs felt heavy and, and uh, you know, he's like, he, he's like, you, you're trained to beat him on your worst day. You know, this is, uh you know, if you're not feeling good, this, this is what you train for. You train to be you'll, – you'll kill him on your best day, but you train to annihilate him on your worst day. If this is your worst day, you're you are fine. You're still going to win the fight. And I think that was uh, before Young Kim went nice. out there and, you know, took care of business.
2: There you go. That's always my favorite. I like seeing your guys' last-minute sort of the training sessions, and you can hear him talking to you during the sparring sessions, which is always fun to see in those yeah. Those behind the scenes we like it so what is if you can give us sort of your 20 second game plan for Matt Brown what are you looking to do in this fight
6: um you know he he's a well-rounded guy um, so it's not like okay I'm gonna keep it standing or I'm gonna you know I'm gonna take him to the ground because i I feel like he's pretty well versed everywhere um, but i I plan to just be. Just be better than him in, in, in those positions. Um, be a little bit sharper. Uh, be a little bit more technical. And, uh, you know, keep keep, keep the pace. Um, keep the pace and just just keep grinding. You know, make him That's suffer from bell to bell.
3: That's a pretty good answer. Not 20 seconds, but pretty good. Yeah, that was. It was <laughs> that, that was, Carlos. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Okay, this is very important. Are you listening to me? I am. Okay, this is so important. What are the chances you will finish Matt Brown via verbal tap and, more importantly, give us the credit for said verbal tap?
6: (laughs) Think about Um, it, Carlos. I I don't know. You want want odds? I don't know. But odds are good good at getting
2: finished. 0% wasn't acceptable. It Um, was. Yeah. So (laughs) up until this point, we've done a good job hiding. Well, I've done a good job keeping it professional, um, but it's time to sort of throw that out the window as most that listen to this show know, you are my favorite fighter in the world. Um, and I know we've got to get you back to training. So will you indulge, and this is really Rap's 50th gift to me, in a quick lightning round from your unofficial president of the fan club?
6: Uh, yes, well, let's do it. Um, I always suck at these things, but let's do it. <laughs>
2: I think it's you're going to okay. find this one particularly good. So, Although, Carlos,
3: we, just know it's never that you suck. It's going to be that Kevin sucks. Just remember that as you yeah, answer these questions. You can also talent, mock Carlos. the questions if right. you need.
2: <laughs> you also have Muay Thai skills that terrify me. So, okay, do you currently have a fan club? No, not, not
6: officially. Not
2: really. Not e- I take that as a vacuum. Okay, NBK Kids on the <laughs> Block as Natural Born Killer. What do you think about that as a fan club name, just preliminarily? It's good, it's bad? Hey, we
6: could do we, we, That could work. I like it. That would it. be
2: killer on some t-shirts. Next question, favorite movie right. when preparing for a fight?
6: Oh, man. Um, either, either Gladiator or Last Samurai. Hell yes.
2: Okay. Any ideas for a new tattoo?
6: Uh, you know what? I've all I I really like skulls. It was like the first thing I learned to draw when I was a kid, and I've always wanted to get a skull, and I don't have one, so I may get I may get a skull. We'll see.
2: Second to last question. I don't hate Matt Brown. Follow up. Do you want me to for this
6: fight? It doesn't
2: matter. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I'm going to take that as a passive yes, and I'm going to do it anyway. Last question, do you regret doing this? Quick,
6: man. Oh, this, this right now? Uh, yeah, just nah. the lightning
2: round. Woo! You only
6: live once.
2: <laughs> That's right. Carlos, and, I'll ask you this. Uh,
3: is the restraining order that you have against Kevin still intact after this interview?
6: Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And uh, I'm going to go and... and um, make sure make sure it's
2: Steve <laughs> I'll take that as a maybe on if I get to Arizona we can do some jiu-jitsu training I that as a tentative maybe <laughs> Carlos we can't tell you how much we appreciate your time this evening and it sounds like your dog's ready for a training session in the background which I can understand I have a hound myself yeah. thank you so much for being on yeah, our yeah. 50th episode of Verbal Tap we will be cheering for you heavily this coming December 14th, we uh, we expect a pretty swift and furious finish, so good luck, sir. Th-
6: thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Take care.
2: Come on down. More voicemails.
6: Hey, guys. It's John Evans from Breakdown.com. I just called in because I heard that you guys were celebrating your 50th episode, and I just wanted to say congratulations. That's awesome. I think I speak for all the fans when I say just how excited I am to watch Raph continue to amass a small army of three geese and in turn basking in Kevin's mounting jealousy. Uh, no, but seriously, I love what you guys have done so far and I'm glad to even have been just a small part of it. But uh, yeah, I was going to end with a nerdy joke about 50-50 but Kevin said Raph might reprimand me even despite the fact that sometimes he'll hook the other way. Oh God, I really said that. Anyway, yeah, congrats, guys. Really awesome stuff, and I do look forward to all the shows that follow, so big congrats one more time. All
0: right, guys. Later. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cody Bollinger. Just want to say congrats on hitting the 50th episode, guys. You guys kick ass.
6: Uh, Ralph and both of you guys, man, thank you for everything.
0: Still one of the best
6: interviews I've ever done. Keep it up and uh, keep kicking ass, guys.
2: Los Raph. Well, I should probably just call him Los.
3: Don't, please don't explain uh, as that, if you're
2: friends. No, I think, I think I should talk about it as though we've clearly passed a, a place and it's no longer just amazing fighter, amazing This fan. poor man was nice now enough to grant
3: us an interview and you are accosting the, him. Have some uh, journalistic integrity about yourself.
2: I James Coe said I don't have to when it comes to fighter crushes. What You're going to see it. Everyone's going to see it on BJJ or on uh, BJJ, on UFC Underground when they're showing his tenacity. Everyone's okay, I'm going to stop, Kevin. Understand. Yes,
3: we'll see it. Carlos Condit is, is a great fighter. Thank you so much for being on, Carlos, and thank you for putting up with Kevin. We really appreciate it. But we do have other things to get to.
2: I don't remember other things, but sure. Yes,
3: we do. We actually right now, just right now, got Juliana Pena on the show, the other Ultimate Fighter winner and what? the very first – Female to win the Ultimate Fighter ever. We have her on the line right now. Let's do the one-minute review and talk to her.
2: Uh, okay, I'll just I'll buzz Carlos in too. So the four the Carlos is
3: gone. Out. But first, more voicemails. Hey, what's up, guys?
1: This is Caveman. I mean, I wanted to congratulate you guys on your 50th podcast, but. You know, let's be honest, that's meager at best, and I'm on my 500th Crab Rangoon since my last fight, so I think that's something more so we should talk about. Um, that's an accomplishment, and you guys need to step up your game and call me when you've you got your 501st Crab Rangoon or something cool. So, but thanks, guys. Uh, you've been awesome. Glad to have been part of the show, and, uh,
6: you know, hopefully you'll make it to 100. <laughs> Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Mike Jasper calling to tell you guys congrats on the uh, the 50th show, the podcast. Had uh, a pleasure being on there not too long ago. I'd love to do it again. Uh, give me a call. We can do this anytime. Talk to you guys soon. Congrats again. Herbal Tap Cast. This is Joe Williams, Bellator Welterweight, calling to wish you guys a great 2014. Thank you for all the wonderful,
0: delightful Twitter banter over the 2013 year. You guys make MMA better, and uh, I just want to thank you guys for that, reading all of your hilarious tweets. I, I'll never forget the uh, Fox Sports wand. That was excellent. Um, you guys are going to have me back in soon so I can rip off some uh, more corny jokes. Don't worry, i got more material for you guys, and, and, and the delivery will be solid. You got my word on that one. But, uh, thank you guys for everything, thanks for the interview, it was awesome hanging out with you guys for, uh, what seemed like forever, but, but it was, it was great, uh, feel free to give me a call anytime, guys have a great Christmas and a great New Year and, uh, hope to hear from you soon, thanks, God bless.
2: It's a bittersweet night here at the 50th, because we say goodbye to the Ultimate Fighter Season 8. No! Yeah, and Raph, you're off the podcast. I mean, you're fired. Why am I off the podcast? Because you don't really do anything other than the one-minute review. (laughs) That's There's tons of stuff I do. That's true. Um, One of those things is book really amazing guests. Without further ado, and this is a journalistic moment, we have... A guest on the podcast tonight that just made UFC women's history, Juliana, the Venezuelan vixen Pena. Juliana, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm good. How are you guys?
3: <laughs> We're
2: great. <laughs> We're doing fine. Was there perhaps an over celebration this weekend that might have led to you not feeling so great right now, Juliana? Uh,
4: over celebration is an understatement. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm literally dying, and I'm never drinking again uh, until next time. <laughs> that's
2: right. That's, right. That's, that's the attitude. That's fantastic.
3: Uh, well, you know, it, it is a true testament to you, uh, as the person who didn't tap when her arm was broken, that you would power through and go through an even more excruciating thing and talking to the two of us today. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. We're, we're we're so happy to have you back and uh, we, we, we're so excited to see your journey and uh, we thought it'd be befitting to close out the Ultimate Fighter one minute review with an Ultimate Fighter winner, uh, most especially the first female Ultimate Fighter winner. Are you OK with this?
4: Yes, I am. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Last time we told you about it. This time we actually get to show it to you. Raph, are you ready? To do your final Ultimate Fighter review. You've got your tissues with you.
3: I'm a little sad, so I'm going to get emotional to the end.
2: Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, warning. This is a one-minute review of The Ultimate Fighter, and here we go.
3: Previously on The Ultimate Fighter, Anthony Gutierrez was so fat,
2: how fat was
3: he, that Dana White just said, leave, to him. Then, Davey Grant cried his way to the finale with a bye, but... Raquel beat Jessamine in a three-round war, causing Dana to have a bro crush on Raquel. And Jessica slammed her way into the semifinals. Today, Raquel takes on Jessica. Now, who will become the first non-dude to win the Ultimate Fighter? The Ultimate Fighter? Raquel says that as a kid, people told her she was too pretty. She had a bad snowboarding injury, and she gets bandaged up around her head like she has some memory loss. They're training, and then Raquel goes down compliments of Louis Facet. He's not going to be happy until he makes someone lose three matches, including himself, is he? Lots of close-ups on Raquel's hands. Means it must be injured. Don't fist bump her. She just said her hand hurts. Jessica's story. Jump rope. They've been working on her stand-up. Everyone thinks that Jessica's got excellent hands. And Coach Edmund says, but this is not a boxing match. Good news, everyone. Chris Beale's hands have recuperated. Bad news. He almost took out Jessica with them. Is everyone who lost their quarterfinal fight now just injuring their female teammates? Chris apologizes, at least. Unlike some people, Louie. Weigh-in dude calls up Jessica, then Raquel. Hey, we're actually going to get a fight this time. And everyone now is telling who they think is going to win. Holdsworth says, I I think it's better to take Jessica to the ground. Uh, She's hard to beat there. And Roxanne says, it'll be a slugfest. And Chris Beal's like, yo, I'm still fucking here. Meanwhile... (laughs) Looks like Davy Grant picked up the Anthony Gutierrez fatty gene eating syrup bacon. Raquel tells us that she is having a dream about fireworks. And Jessica's crying. She misses her kids, but tells us, don't let all these tears fool you. I will still beat a chick down to the ground. Jessica says, you picked me last. No big deal. I'm only in the semis. It's cool. No grudges. Jessica then says that Raquel... Gets high off of pain and offers to fill up her prescription dosage. And we're at the fight. You know it's important because Dana White is wearing all black. Anyone want to take a guess if this fight is starting standing up or not? Spoiler alert, it does. And Rocky takes center of the octagon, while Jessica keeps her distance and sticks and moves. Three minutes in, and Jessica smells blood and rushes in. Rocky shoots and pushes her all the way to the cage. Working for a single, Rocky finally gets her takedown after a full minute. They stagger back up. Rocky has Jessica's back, but gets some elbows for her trouble. End of round one. Misha walks over to greet Rocky and says, hey girl, good job. Round two. We're back up, and it's a stand-up war. Jessica's picking up the pace, and now Rocky is backing up. I think Jessica Jessica's boxing that everyone keeps talking about is really coming into play for some reason. Two minutes into it, Rocky recomposes herself and decides, fuck it, I'm back in the fight. Meanwhile, Misha is yelling from the outside, I want to know, do you want to win this fight? And with 20 seconds left in round two, Rocky is working for another takedown, but Jessica stops it. End of round two, Misha tells Rocky she's not even hitting her. Jessica's just punching her to make it seem like she's busy. Weird, it kind of looks like she's hitting her. Round three. We're back up to a sound war, and Jessica's starting to break down Rocky's timing. Middle of round three, Rocky starts working the kicks again, but she's gonna need more of those to counter. Oh shit, her face is busted. Rocky is starting to bleed. Remember all those times Misha said that Jessica wasn't hitting her? Well, it appears that going into the third, Jessica must have heard Misha say that because she's now making up for it in drones with punches. Rocky tries for a final takedown, and it's a little too late, and the fight is over. Dana White, that wasn't the fucking fight I thought I'd see. At the end of that first round, what the fuck happened? She's better than that. With no question, Jessica wins the fight by decision. It is so beyond happy she can't <laughs> even make words. Shayna says that she's riding the Rakalosi train all the way till the end. A uh, what? Misha then takes the loss so personally and blames herself for the loss, making it the first time she and Rhonda ever agree on something. Now it's time for Dana to sell the fights. Dana makes all the fighters pose for absolutely no reason, and Dana loves Holdsworth. I fucking love that kid, but Davey, yeah, he's alright too. I can't fucking pick. Then, after their pose off, Misha then comes over to Ronda to give some socks and a middle finger, but Ronda handles it with all of the class we've seen this season by tossing them aside. Dana judo chops his way into the middle to break it up. Misha blows a kiss at Ronda and Dana says, I knew that would be fucking fun. Misha throws the socks at Ronda who then goes Terminator silent. Ronda, whatever. She can snicker with her little boyfriend. Next time on the Ultimate Fighter finale, Chris Holdsworth tell Davey Grant this is my destiny, man. I'm not gonna let you take it from me. And he doesn't! And Juliana Penny wins Indominus, and that my friends was the ultimate fighter season completed
2: Woo! juliana is that how you remember it is that how everything went
4: exactly to a t
2: exactly to <laughs> we left out the part where juliana goes out and gets violently wasted after making history uh, but that might make it into the epilogue. How are you feeling post all of this craziness? You are a UFC contracted fighter now. How are things?
4: They're good. I mean, it hasn't really set in yet. And I don't have a hurry yet in front of me. And, um, I haven't, I haven't got. A, I don't know how everything's going to work out. Like, do I, I wonder. I need, I need to know. What I need to talk to about this. I'm like, do I get like a big, huge, like check literally like when you win the lotto or something like write your name on it for like a hundred thousand dollars (laughs)
2: like that would be awesome if dana showed up at your door i've got a harley and a huge check
4: (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. a girl can dream
3: (laughs) You know, talk us through the fight because there was never really a question in that fight that you weren't dominating. So, no. you know, what surprised you? What uh, didn't surprise you? What was the moment where you go, oh my God, I'm the ultimate fighter. I'm going to win this.
4: Um, what surprised me was that I finished it with one second left. Uh, I think that she she... She deserved one more second. But at the same time, it's not like it would have gone any different in the second than it went in the first. So the well, referee's were... job is to protect the fighter and, and he's looking sure. he's looking at the damage of the fighter, not the clock. So it was it was good good stuff.
2: Sure. And that. you
3: were you were definitely swarming her for a long period of time though. So it wasn't like they didn't not give her a chance to respond for, you know, a couple minutes of getting just punched and obliterated.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I always say that when I when a fight gets stopped like
2: that, I'm always like, Come on <laughs> <laughs> Three more. Way <Three> more <laughs> No, I was I, I was just surprised to, yeah, and I agree with Raph. We've seen the questionable decisions. This didn't feel like one. It just looked like um well kind of exactly what was gonna happen after about fifteen, twenty seconds into the fight. Was that your strategy to just push the action and, and overwhelm her? What was your strategy
4: as you went in? It, it wasn't necessarily to, uh, to to finish her um, like that, or to like um, go out, you know, balls to the walls. But the, the game plan always is to keep the keep the pace, put the pressure on them, you know, um, and overwhelm them, and and no space, and that, and that's what I try to do for all my fights. So.
2: Very cool. So, have you and Chris Holdsworth already started battling it out? Have you guys set a date about who's going to fight this? Um, I like your chances.
4: Who's going to fight
2: what? I just think you and Holdsworth, I assumed you all would uh, already be looking at settling this uh, champion-on-champion match of Tough 18.
4: Oh, no, no. I would never fight a guy seriously ever again. I mean, I fight my training partners in the gym, but one time I fought a dude, I got my eyes swollen shut for three days and 11 stitches, so I'll never mm. I don't want to fight Chris. <laughs> he can act. <have> <laughs> I mean, you know,
3: what was uh what was the, descri- you know, describe the feeling that you had with Misha. What did Misha talk to you about after the fight?
4: Oh, well, when I got in the house, uh, and I saw that Misha was the coach so I was definitely surprised. Um and then when they got first pick and stuff, I I told her, you know, uh, you heard it right here and now I'm taking this championship and we're gonna ride off into the sunset on our Harleys. <laughs> and so she always, every time I talked to her throughout this camp roll, she's like, Remember what you said? We're riding off into the sunset in our Harleys and So when I won, I gave her a hug and I said, we're riding out for doing something in the Harley. It's true. I was right. So we're going to have to do that one day.
3: I think that that's such a nice thing. Uh, There was... Some weird criticism that was happening, uh, I guess, just with the comments that you were making about Rhonda. Uh, do you care to talk about that at all, just in the fact that you didn't find her to be very favorable or, you know, you just didn't think that she conducted herself well? Do you mind talking about that? Um,
4: I, I just think that uh, um, Rhonda, I, I don't know, she she had some choice words to say about me on the show. And, um, I was just, what I meant by her being, um, you know, a spoiled rich brat. I wasn't trying to draw on the fact that, you know, she is rich or wealthier and stuff like that. Um, I was just trying to point out that the way that she acts seems like she has her nose in the air and that she's better than, than everyone you know, and that she truly believes that another human being doesn't deserve to breathe the same air as another human being, and to me, I don't think that that's right and she talks a lot about being real and being real to your face and stuff like that and she she never told me that I didn't deserve to breathe the same air as Shana, so I think that that's kind of a hypocritical moment on her part um but you know i don't I'm not really trying to touch too much bases on that Rhonda's who she is and Sure. Whatever she wants to act like, you know, people don't deserve to breathe the same air as other people. Or, you know, if she wants to act with her nose in the air, then that's fine. It's just, that's uh, I see her that way, and um, that's fine, you know. Um, I can respect she can, that. That's... She can carry herself however she wants, but uh, that's, that's the point I was trying to make. It doesn't necessarily have to do with how much money she has. It just has to do with sure. the way that she acts.
3: Now, now, how do you contrast that to, you know, Misha very well, uh, you know, just describe what is it that in your experience that you found uh, just in, in handling it and talking with Misha, both as a coach and as a friend?
5: About what?
4: About, about
3: Ronda? Uh, no, you don't have to talk about Rondo. I'm just saying comparatively, like what has been your experience just with Misha as a friend? Because Rhonda's categorized her as team you know fake and and that and I just I was always wondering what your perception of of Misha was in that respect
4: Well, you know um Ronda or Misha is a a really nice girl and uh, I respect her a lot and um I think that she's uh, amazing for the sport and I think she's a, a an amazing skilled fighter and uh you know I I love her dearly I think she's awesome
3: Beautiful. Now we are officially closing the door on all of the drama that is Ronda and Misha because we're done with it.
2: Yay!
3: <laughs> we, are, we are officially just, we're, we're done with it, but we did want to uh, ask because I don't think a lot of people really described what it was as uh, Misha as a coach. And that was something that we were always interested in, especially with that criticism from Ronda, you know? You no,
4: know, Misha was a great coach. And even though they make it look like she's playing favorites and, and all that stuff you know um aside from all that she she really she really cared about her fighters um a lot a ton and i felt that and i got that all season long and so she she was really there for us and and she was she was a fantastic coach
2: sweet so juliana we know we will see you in the ufc next um what do you do now do you just keep training and uh, start talking about the next fights
4: Yeah, I asked Sean Shelby who I'm fighting next, and he said,
5: F you. He just
2: fought with me at (laughs) home. All right. Well, if uh, we know you like we are starting to get to, um, we know you're ready to get back in the cage as soon as they'll have you. So it's probably good they're going to make you take a little break first. People can still find you where on
4: Twitter? On the at Venezuelan Dixon. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind taking a little break. That's for sure. Dang, I've fought like sure. four times in, in the last couple of months. So,
2: we were stoked to see the results, Juliana. We cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast this evening.
4: Thanks for
1: having me, guys. I appreciate it.
2: Hang,
3: hang, over.
1: hang oh, on, it.
2: yeah,
4: champ. Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know right what? Don't
3: you're not you're gonna be okay. And uh, just on behalf of both of us. We just want to say congratulations! It's so great to see that you, you won, and uh, we look forward to having you back when you're at full strength. So please get some rest. Uh, you're a friend of the podcast, and we couldn't be happy for you.
4: Oh, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Rafi. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having
2: me on. Have a great Have a great day. Bye,
4: Juliana. Bye,
3: bye. Uh, hey, guess what's up now? Yep, more voicemails.
7: Hi, uh, yeah, this is uh, Paul from Open Mat Radio. That's Open Mat Radio. Yeah, the checks you guys have been sending uh, haven't been clearing. Uh, let me make sure that I got the. Oh, I'm sorry, this is the wrong uh, wrong line. The complaint department's a little bit different, I suppose. Uh, I guess this is uh, the line that you're supposed to say, congratulations on all you've accomplished, and you guys are doing a really good job, and I hope to see another 50 to 500 episodes, although if you don't your bills, I don't know if that's going to happen, but seriously guys, thank you for all that you've done, uh, the community, thanks you for bringing some laughter and good analysis into the MMA and Jiu-Jitsu game, uh, I really appreciate your show, I look forward to every episode, and I can't wait to hear more, so again, thank you for uh, for everything you've done for my show, again, that's open, map radio, and I look forward to working with you guys in the future, alright, cheers. What's up, Raph? What's up,
1: Kevin? This is Marshall from Artichoke Media. I wanted to call to give wish you guys a happy 50th
0: episode. I mean, if you guys got this far, you guys did quite a hat job. Now, you know, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. You guys are doing a
7: great job. Here's the 50 more.
2: And now we go from Venezuelan vixen to Texas vixen.
3: How long did it take you to work that one out?
2: total in my head and writing it or just the writing it part both two minutes sweet okay five minutes bava mcdaniel bava mcdaniel oh but voicemails first absolutely
7: (laughs) i wanted to uh, congratulate uh, verbal verbal Podcast tap top, tap ber- verbal. Cut. Hi, I wanted to wish uh, happy birthday to uh, verbal tap podcast and uh, all the guys working there, and also congratulate you to uh, making it down to Systems Training Centre in Hawthorne and getting a chance to experience Systems Training Centre in Hawthorne. Twitter at SystemsTC, um, Instagram, Systems Training Center. Um, great to know you guys. Can't wait for the 100th um, birthday party, which will be the 100th podcast. And I think that's will be at the same time as Raf's 46th birthday, if I'm not wrong. Congratulations, guys.
2: Double fans, please stop sending us emails that we have this next guest back on. We called him. We know he's the favorite. Look, you're not telling Raph and I anything new. That's why, without further ado, we have on the line Bubba, the Bubbasaurus, the Menace, McDaniel. How are you doing tonight, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Not too bad, and we were talking to Bubba a little bit before, and he said he had just left a restaurant. He had just gotten done eating, which means we caught you at your happiest moment, right? Exactly. The <laughs> belly's belly
1: full. Doing good. <laughs> Speaking of which, Bubba, I had a, a long of- stretched out this week, too. You know, Thanksgiving. You, you. know, Everybody always asks me about it. You know, and that, that's a rough subject, but uh <laughs> the year ago no, this time I was I was hating life and this year it's one of the better Thanksgivings I've ever
5: had. <laughs> I I was
3: about to say, I saw that on Twitter and I saw people very, very quickly being like, Hey Bubby, you gonna have a good Thanksgiving? And you couldn't of have been course. At, you were so just like, I'm eating, I don't give a shit.
2: <laughs> Corn, mashed potatoes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, everything everything yeah and i had another
1: one even you know he, he we went and had uh we had thursday saturday and sunday thanksgiving dinners with different parts right. of the family things like that so i uh, i made up for it that's
2: awesome <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty cool bubba what are you up to you're training right now right
1: i am training i'm traveling a little bit you know i uh I've uh, been going back home to see the kids for the holidays, things like that. Had the daughter's birthday, my son's birthday coming up pretty quick. You know, I've got to be back and forth between Albuquerque and Wichita Falls, Texas, to get there. Went, and, uh, I actually via Twitter got asked to take a girl to the semi formal at uh, Texas Tech not too long ago, and uh, I got my suit delivered down there and went and took a girl to a to a dance for her sorority. When I got there it was a Christian sorority up there, whoa, I better change my language a little bit. <laughs> when I got there, did that, you know, it was a it was a freaking blizzard in uh in Lubbock too. People were rolling cars and everything. And you know, I drove myself down there and got there and did that. Spent a little bit of time down with uh Brill down at uh, Midland. You know, I did a little bit of jujitsu with him, put a gi on everything. So I've been having a good time, you know, like doing a good bit of training, but Glad to be home at Jackson again, you know, like getting in, getting out, getting married getting
2: with the best, you know. Absolutely. Very cool. And I was thinking about this as we were watching the Ultimate Fighter finale. You know what they need to do to really spruce up ratings? And this is also a nice segue. They should have an Ultimate Fighter Bad Boys edition. Cause I feel like uh, I don't feel like you necessarily. Well, I, maybe your Texasness just draws, but I do feel like you might get invited on as like just with your incendiariness.
1: Yeah, here's the thing about that, is everybody has that opinion of me that I'm the I'm the butt of the seasons and everything, so they hang out with me and they're like, "Oh, you're really a nice guy." I was like, "Yeah, well, you know, we get into another house or something like that, and I'm trying to make weight again." I was like, "You'll
5: you'll see the ladder of that again." <laughs>
3: now you know uh before we we get into the ultimate fighter and, and we are uh we just have to say uh today marked a special occasion not just the 50th podcast but also the first time kevin got to talk to carlos condit
2: i no way carlos oh yeah we kept it very professional uh mostly I only started to lose it towards the last minute. Yeah, I was
1: about to say, I'm, gonna, I'm, actually, I'm not going to get to see him again until in the morning. But, yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely throw it out there. Uh, a big thing to let him know that his, uh, his lover
6: on the other end there was, was <laughs> really happy about
3: it. I was about to say, you know, Bubba, Bubba, when you talk to him, please reinforce, if not that both of us are normal, at least that I'm normal because – I, I feel like every time we talk with Carlos, and he's nice enough to give us time, and and you'll hear the interview on here. He was great with us. But you just want to apologize to him for Kevin's behavior and just be like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I don't know what to I'm tell so him. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> and here's the problem. They just did another one of those UFC undergrounds. So we're going to get to see, and I'll watch his like three or four times. I can't, I'm an irrational fan. Can't help it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be awesome. Most definitely.
2: I got to hear this now since it, since there's apologies needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean yeah, that's the be
3: best part.
1: Cheers, joy, it? all
3: that good stuff. Oh Kevin. Kevin took a minute after we finished recording with him. It was just like, "Raf, can we can we stop recording?" And I go, "Yeah, why?" And he just goes, "I I just need a minute. I just I'm so yeah, happy right exactly. now."
2: You couldn't hear me screaming right. so, like a girl for five yeah, yeah. minutes. I was dancing around. <laughs> Backstreet Boys was playing. It was a real moment. It's true. <laughs> yes.
1: Why don't we have video of
2: this? What do you doing? video cast then?
1: Because a, we, need, we need to do this. Somehow we need to figure this out. Somebody get the webcams going.
3: <laughs> well, Bubba, anytime you want to Skype in with us on a f- video call – uh, you're more than welcome to do so. We we do small little promos where Kevin and I are are yelling at each other and previewing the episode, so you're more than welcome to do anything of that that you'd like.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Us, all right. Well, we'll discuss how to exactly do that here, uh, here sure. pretty quick. After, sure. I guess after we do this. I would love to do that. I'll go make some different things happen. We'll have a good time with that.
2: You were made for television. I don't think I'm alone when I say you that. Know,
1: thing is, even lately, I've had all my friends going, why is there not a camera crew following you at all times? I'm like, <laughs> We've been saying know. that for a while. They're missing gold.
2: They're missing
5: gold. That's
2: all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bubba, I, for one, would have loved to have seen you take this girl to the semi-formal. I would have oh, really enjoyed to see some doubt. of the inner workings about that. I, all went I down. don't
3: know how we haven't harped more on this, Bubba. What was the best part you about it? You haven't attempting?
2: heard more on this, huh?
1: There's a there's a lot to be said about it. There's a you know I went there. It was actually for a while she was uh, harping it on her Twitter and I retweeted a few times and talked to her. Her and her friend both you know were real excited about it. She was uh, until uh, until I actually got there she was thinking I was gonna bail on her. So
5: yeah Yeah, it is. It's
1: like I told people I'm just trying to uh, to make memories things like that do things for people to where you know like. How often is this going to
3: happen? I told him I was
1: like, I'm living fifteen minutes right now. People yeah. want me to do things with them, and it'll make their whole year. Why would I not want to do things if I'm able to?
3: And the thing is, think of the stories that you get from it. It's just an amazing experience. You know what I mean? Oh
1: yeah, it's, it's been crazy. It's, it's like I was saying, people were like, "You did what with Oh, Yeah, it was a good time. good
5: time. Don't worry, Kevin is slowly so, you know, jotting like, down. Just
3: Kevin is slowly trying to figure out if he can make his way back into his sorority uh, so that he can ask Carlos Condit to uh, his own prom. But, you know, I digress. Let's get to the Ultimate Fighter. Bubba, you are kind of our our resident in-house expert as being somebody uh, who's been on there. Uh, What are things that you think – because we all know there are some conventions that can be improved. What are some things that you think could improve uh, the next season of the Ultimate Fighter?
1: You know, just uh, the one big thing that I had the biggest problem with, but I was a professional enough to get it done every time, was make weight, pussy. <laughs> Jesus.
5: <laughs> you know, what you and, and that's about? the thing is,
1: I'm telling you, man, it's, it's a touchy subject right there because people give me hell for the way I acted while I was trying to make weight, you know, yeah. and uh, at least I made it, you know. Like, no matter what struggle I had going on, anything I made it. I made it. everything happen. You know, I made weight four times in five weeks, and he, you know, that 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 what's his name, Anthony or whatever, had to make yes. weight twice in six weeks. And they're sitting there eating pizza and everything—things I would have loved to have been doing. You know, trying but, to make bu- yourself feel good, put a little carbs in you, something like that. I would have loved to feel like that. And but, Bubba, goes off has, how many pounds overweight was he?
3: He is the best cardio in the house, though. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> like are you, are you wonder, forgetting
1: that? Yeah, the car. Yeah, the car is in for the cardio. Everybody else is dying <laughs> to make sure they can stay on base.
2: Yeah, God. and you're not wrong, only because like at the end of all of this, we were two fights short of a full season. So it really I did, either, <laughs> They only had half the people in there. They only had to worry about eight
1: guys. Oh, well, four. Re- What is wrong with you?
2: Bubba, before your next fight, I'm just going to call you, and I'm going to be like, tough 18. (laughs) They didn't have enough time to make weight. That's what I'm just going to whisper to you. I'm going to be like, you had to earn it. Thanksgiving 2012. Cardio.
1: Yeah. Fresh cardio. How how
2: was
1: his cardio if he had to make that weight? What was he, like
2: seven
1: pounds off still? He was up. Yeah. Yeah. What would his cardio have been like? You know, if he was that much, you know, he ended up having to make that weight. Let's say they made him make the weight, made
5: him starve out, made this,
1: and he just stayed on the show. How do you think your performance would have been there, big guy?
2: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he was at oh, least God, eight like, pounds over I don't like, the morning it started. I, really,
1: really don't. Like, I don't talk crap about much. And you, you guys, you know, like, I give respect to all this stuff. But the first thing that you have to do to even be able to fight is make weight. Your first half of your paycheck is to make weight. After that, you're paid if you win. But it's like, as I said, you know, Dana White had so many people, millions of people would love this opportunity. And you go out and spoil it. You know, the only thing that he did was fight to get in the house. He did nothing else and almost got to the finale. I'm so
2: disgusted by that. You know what I mean? I just, I mean, the fact that his opponent missed weight. And then he missed weight. It was almost – it was just like, come on, dude. Yeah, you didn't even have to fight the one time. And I don't know why his was worse to me. It just was because Cody's kind of – I don't know. It happens once, but after it happened once on the show, it was like, come on. Kevin, the
3: reason it was worse is because there was the doubling down. It was like, man – That was some serious shit getting that guy kicked off. I'm going to eat this sandwich full of mayonnaise. (laughs) Go
2: ahead, Bubba.
1: You know, at the same time, it's like Dana said,
2: literally, that
1: was the easiest road to the finals ever in Ultimate Fighter history. The easiest. And he pumped out on it? Are you kidding me? So I'm just, I'm really disgusted. By that, I really, really am. Like, the whole thing in itself just makes me want to, you know, go out there and smack people, you know, or, you know, I just don't know, punch their mom in the mouth for not giving them, oh you know, God. enough manners to do that, <laughs> You know?
2: Jeez. Again, if the cameras were rolling, I think you'd have I know. got gold. So I mean, let me there float. Be, yeah. There should be let... T-shirts that say
3: punch your mom in your mouth for no manners.
2: <laughs> let yeah. me float a
3: less yeah. aggressive yeah.
2: idea by you. Yes.
1: Well, you know what? That's the thing. Is my mom, my dad, my pop, you know, everything, they, they, they give me a lot. And that's the thing. I do have manners to a certain degree. Like, I ask people. I hold doors. I, I say, ma'am, you know, sir, things like that. I don't even know, I'm not the classiest dude ever, but at least I have a little bit of, you know, at times. But come on, man. You know, like.
2: So, Bubba, let me pitch an alternative <laughs> idea at you. Because your principles as a gentleman are unquestioned on this podcast, sir. Others may question uh, it. We know you mean well. You are genuinely of nice intent. What about a show where we assign talent captains to each team, and the fighters are then tasked with performing a variety show of some kind every third <laughs> or fourth episode? I'm not saying Raf and I could run it with your assistance. But we could. I'm just saying the three of us would make a dynamic team. Sure. I, I still
1: believe that uh, we could do this with my... Uh, in front of the, the in front of camera skills and y'all behind the scenes
5: skills, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Able to, you know,
1: yeah. <laughs> we can do this. We can most definitely. Is this like going to be like a whose line is it anyway kind of thing?
2: <laughs> yeah, with all yes. the karaoke, you can imagine. I'm thinking American Idol meets The Ultimate Fighter. Ooh, that's good.
1: Oh, yeah, have you heard of my golden pipes? I can flex them, bad boys, for you, but, you know, you might need a <laughs> hearing aid <out>. afterwards.
3: <laughs> I, have, I have heard your karaoke skills, sir, and they are skills.
1: They're legendary. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, like I said, you would need a hearing aid afterward. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But there's all sorts of options I'm saying, like maybe a poetry themed night, karaoke. We could we could make this happen and add some comedy to this show. That's all I'm saying. Oh,
1: yeah. Poetry. I punch you in the face right before you spray me with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the
5: first MMA thing I should come to mind.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> this is uh, this is your audition tape for Fox Sports One. I think they're gonna they're gonna be calling you any second now.
1: Oh, yeah, I need a commentating job. I need, uh, you know, all that good stuff. I'll start refereeing and all that again soon. it It'd be
2: good. It'd be good. Yeah. Let yeah. me go a
1: referee to fight for the house, you know, be a judge, stuff like that.
2: So, Bubba, this was our 50th good. episode, and we were celebrating because you were our first milestone guest. You were you know, it, it, Ultimate Fighter intro.
1: It's one of those things where I'm just as proud to be on the 50th show as, as y'all are to to have it you know it's uh, it's a really big deal for me too like I said it was one of the podcasts that I was first listening to while the season was going on had good stuff you know and uh, kept, kept me interested, that's for sure and I, and I wanted to be a part of it.
2: And here he is 50 episodes later and we're excited for you to get back in the cage. You're, oh, yeah. uh, I'm it's just time to, to have some Saurus back on. Yeah, we
1: definitely need a Bubasaurus Rex moment out there in the cage. So, uh, yeah, everybody get on it and, uh, let's, let's get on Joe and Dan and let them know Bubba's ready to fight. Let's get this done.
2: Yeah, we got to work on, uh, cause like I said, we have some ideas to make you promotional crazy before the fight. Yeah, um, just maybe like some mullet type shots, something that maybe throws a little stern over the bow that makes you UFC quantifiable, you know, mm-hmm. like you get that X factor, right. I think that's good.
1: Well, here, here's the thing about that is uh, I can't grow a mullet, I might be able to grow a skullet, because uh, I'm kind of bald up top.
2: Perfect. I get the
1: whole skullet going on for sure.
2: <laughs> you rip off a rash, like a rash tankini before each match, and people are going to say, that's a guy I want to see fight again.
1: <laughs> Walk in there doing it. Coming up to, <laughs> I am a real American.
3: <laughs> there are them but golden what, what, pipes hey, we were waiting what if for.
1: they was good to go still? And you know, like the the arm time and all that, come out of the Ultimate Warrior, just sprint to the ring, be yeah. breathing all heavy and everything by the time you get there, blood rush to your head. <laughs>
3: I mean, that would be kind of awesome, Bubba. We we are no shortage of entrances for you, especially former WWF entrances. I do worry about you running out of breath before you get in a cage, though.
1: Okay, well then, well then, let's do this one. We'll go with uh, we'll go with Shawn Michaels. We'll come out to sexy boy and all that.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. Now we're talking. I just I, I do have to ask have though. Have people
1: do behind you... me with sparklers like Goldberg and everything too? <laughs> do that whole entrance? That'd be great. You're just going to take
3: all of the entrances from all of course. the wrestlers and make it, <laughs> it into one like a, giant finale. Looks like a uh, nuclear bu- bomb went off. I know. The important thing, though, Bubba, is is do you have a good uh, sweet chin music? How is your kick? Do you have a good finisher? Oh, man. Have you not seen my super kick? Death, instant death. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your roundhouse kick. They're very different, though, Bubba. Watch that. I've seen your roundhouse kick. I, they're two different moves.
1: They are. They really are. You know I, I, you know, I think we might need a training session with Shawn Michaels to aim uh, to this thing up to where it needs to be. That's you know, right. Make sure the whole pop is loud
5: enough
2: with the leg flap and everything. Exactly. Jesus. <laughs> I, Talk you about you something that's... else that belongs on the internet.
3: Exactly. I think those are all – it's the small details, Kevin, that he knows exactly where the sound is supposed to be.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, listen, I'm not just a, a one-generation wrestler-watching kind of guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a multi-generational here.
5: <laughs> I got you, grandparents that so will probably,
1: you know, be able to tell you more about it than I can.
2: <laughs> you and Donald Cerrone should start a club called, like, the Gunslingers.
1: I'll tell you like this. He's got me beat by a mile on with anything to do with redneckism. Uh, yeah, that guy, really? I love listening to him talk. Like even people are like, "You're hilarious." I'm like, "Shit, I'm nothing." Let's listen to <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> 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 I like, mean, did he see his Turkey Day uh, his Turkey Day thanks for what he was thankful for? No. Oh man, it was like. He's like uh, good, thankful for good friends, good loving, and good whiskey. You know, just something like
3: that. It was crazy. I was, and it was on the spot.
2: It was just hilarious. I was like, "Oh man, you gotta be kidding me!" That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I yeah, Cerny's. Well, we're gonna have to get him on for this redneck off though now because I consider it a personal challenge if Bubba's saying someone's more redneck than he is.
3: Maybe for a one hundredth.
2: Maybe one hundred. I'm telling you that
1: right there. You got me beat if you get him on there. I'm telling you, it's one of those things where even I sit in the hall going, God, I wish I could be like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love it. no, he's he got—he definitely got my uh, my isms down. You know, he's the cowboy for a reason.
2: <laughs> he wears the hat. You right, know, that's another thing it. too. Is my my
1: friends—they would—they would crap a brick if I ever walked in with a cowboy hat on. They would think something was wrong
2: with me. <laughs> but not with a skullet. With a skullet, they'd be like, yeah. lady, oh,
1: If I had a they would be like, hey,
2: that's just you. <laughs> that guy looks important.
1: <laughs> Bubba, where can yeah, people
2: hey, find hey. you on Twitter? You're still at Bubba the Menace for your fans. We talk to you all the time. I am,
1: and I, I have recently joined to Instagram for uh, at Bubba the Menace also. For your
2: eighth grade girl fans? Is that. Who are you? Shut up, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm still against. I like
3: that we we spent this whole time building him up. It's like, oh man, our favorite guest. Let's go ahead and bring him back on. Yeah? How's being a girl? That's eight. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) Sorry, I just finished my second man. Yeah,
1: I'm a. At Bubba the Minutes on Instagram, at Bubba the Minutes on Twitter. You know, Instagram is really added. We've got the uh, all-famous three ninjas kick on that one with me, Frankie Lester, and Anthony Lapsley. Uh, other than that, then we've got the Bubba McGinnigan fan page on Facebook and my personal page. That's, that's, a, that's a rough one to go on. Like, uh, you can't actually be added on it. I, I can't even accept friend requests right now. Damn. But, send me a message, something like that. I still respond to things like that, so good times either way
2: he is Bubba the Menace McDaniel he's our special 50th celebration guest we had to talk to him to close out tonight's show we cannot thank you enough for being on Bubba Uh,
5: I
1: thank y'all again for having me on the 50th it's an honor Bubba McDaniel
3: and now more voicemails
6: Verbal tap, 50 episodes, eh. Well, I suppose some type of congratulations are in order. 50s are one of my favorite forms of currency, if nothing else. um this is Trav from FightSmart here. Oh, congratulatory voice now. Apologize if it's a little echoey. I'm taking a shit right now. But, uh, you know, you got multi-task Kind of make use of your time. Like, if you're already talking about mixed martial arts, you might as well fucking record it and make a podcast out of it. Let the people enjoy the things that you have to say. Why not? I mean, after all, you, you did somehow create 50 episodes talking about punching and kicking. Seems a, a little improbable when you think of it that way, but I don't know. I am somehow making my living doing pretty much the same fucking thing, so... Well, kudos to all of us, and uh, congratulations on a 50th podcast. You know, I fucking like you guys. You know the sport. You know what you're talking about. Keep doing what you're doing, and, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to come up with some kind of, of pun or play on words for verbal tap, but it's not coming to me. And who, who taps verbally anyhow? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Just let them break your arm or go to sleep at the end of the day it's a, it's a Gracie way not that I fucking studied at Gracie school or anything but you know let's be honest right. I'd rather go to sleep than fucking verbal e any day alright uh, I, I think that's it I'm gonna keep shitting now you live a good night or day whenever you check this go
2: Raph Esparza, happy fiftieth episode to you, sir.
3: It's like you said that to me for more than one time.
2: Don't let people yes. in behind happy the curtain, Raf. Uh, they
3: don't. They don't get to know all of the juicy details behind the back that, that we've been trying to do. Went
2: back in time during this conversation. No, now
3: you're the one really guilty. That no one's going to understand what you're talking about.
2: Uh, we had some service disruption, which was really, I think, a sign that says, keep doing this podcast.
3: We're so close
2: because you guys had Chris Holdsworth on and Mm -hmm. he was great. And then Mm -hmm. you had Carlos Condit, who, come on, always amazing. Then Juliana Pena. And then you wrapped it up with Bubba McDaniel. Life is telling us amazing job. We just didn't want it all to be so natural, so you know, go fuck we'll yourself you to your end path. this show. Go yep. fuck yourself and go fuck your internet connection. It is,
3: is it is really quite doing. the achievement. I think uh, I don't know. I think it's been a blast doing these 50, 50 episodes.
2: I've had a ton of fun and frankly all the voicemails that we've gotten to listen to from these guys has really been just heartwarming.
3: True. And even when you, you really look into the shit-talking, there's some warmth there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's some real sincere honesty when uh, when Travis tells us he is doing uh, his from his doing. toilet. Yeah, we're yeah. too
2: much of gentleman to say he was yeah. taking his shit while Literally, talking. Of course. One of uh, us we is. would never mention that, but obviously that's what we're referring to. Sure. So do you want to call him out let's do the whole list. Let's yeah. say thanks to Dave the caveman Rickles. Always impressed when I can see he knows remembers how to use the phone basically. I'm just I'm always impressed. It's
3: a very very good thing. Uh, it's so easy even a caveman could do it. Am I right?
2: Hey, yes boom. You're not. Also Marshall from Artichoke Media, probably not wearing a gee when he sent this. Uh,
3: also, nice thanks go out. Shout out to Josh Hill. Thank you so much, man. Uh, you really kid. do exemplify the gentleman nickname yes. you have.
2: Yes, very mm. polite. Tim Kennedy, always good to see you're lucid enough to find a phone. <laughs> Ring in.
3: Can we say how awesome it was that Tim Kennedys was like one of the most polite and I
2: know, people? it was so down we to earth.
3: We're both ready for him to unleash. His wit upon us.
2: I thought it was just going to be gunfire in the background. <laughs> and be like, you knew who it was, and that was it.
3: Uh, a nice uh, shout out to Joe Schilling. Uh, Joe's one of the more funny, captivating, interesting guys that you get to talk to. And if you haven't seen the pose of him uh, from his last fight at Glory superimposed to the dancers from Riverdance, you need to find that picture immediately. <laughs> it's magical.
2: That sounds magical, Uh, Marcus Koval. We always love when you can barely pronounce the podcast name and then drops his gym three times. Systems training Mm -hmm. out there on uh, the outside California beach area. Hawthorne, right? right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right.
3: What a what a wonderful plug using our show. Uh, A nice shout out goes out to Joe Williams. Joe, so funny. Even though you tell some of the the corniest jokes. Uh, there's always a place for that here because Kevin does those too. So congratulations. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
2: Always appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> I like the jokes. It's good stuff. Bam Bam. <laughs> Cody Bollinger calls in. We always appreciate the uh, the Bam Bam train. We had a great interview with him. He's still, he's so polite. He's so mm-hmm. friendly. He's very Nice. He's so friendly.
3: Mm, He's so friendly. (laughs) Good for him. He's so friendly. Speaking of
2: not friendly. Mm, My arch nemesis. Your arch nemesis. My
3: BJJ podcast arch nemesis, Paul (laughs) Morin. Very specifically. Mm.
2: Well, I
3: I really want to quantify my real life arch nemesis for somebody of a higher caliber. Sure. But, you know, for my BJJ podcast one. Yeah, sure.
2: I like that you have different things. Yeah. I like you have to different
3: have, levels. He, they're different tiers. You got to work your way through them. But Paul from uh,
2: Open Matt Radio. But if I were to say counts. something
3: classy to Paul, it would probably be Wow, what a great and nice message you could leave us with such great insight that you always provide on your stupid <laughs> podcast, Open Matt Radio. Not on the Matt Radio, like Kevin no, listens no. to. I,
2: who would make that mistake? I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Several times. It would make it multiple times. Mm. Uh, Yeah, that was me. Jimmy Quinlan, we saw you. We saw that bright, shining face over there in the corner at the tough finale. All of a sudden, he was like hanging over the cage. I was like, holy shit, it's Jimmy Quinlan.
3: I just want to let you guys know that from Boston, this is very important, Kevin. Congratulations on your (laughs) 50th.
2: He's got one of those voices that'll just lull you right to sleep. Hard to be angry with Jimmy Quinlan.
3: You should see me read to kids. It, it's <laughs> hot.
2: Okay. Try operating heavy machinery while he does it. You just try. <laughs>
3: it's true. Uh, speaking of
2: trying, Adam Sella. Yeah.
3: Oh, trying at, <laughs> at the comedy so hard. Uh, Adam Sella, you know, he's just had it so easy his whole life. Yes. The good looks. The blue eyes work for anything. Oh, man. He's never had to work for a single thing except our friendship. Thank you, Adam. So I appreciate the call, man.
2: Travis from fight smart. I guess we say thank you for that. Is that that how that works?
3: I need to go walk and take a piss and and be doing the thank you to him in that same way.
2: Yeah, Uh, we should get somebody to film that. That would be really nice. It would be really helpful. Ernesto Torres from Rebo- results will vary bringing it way back. Yeah. It was really good to hear from him again. We haven't checked in. We got to check back in with Ernesto. Find yeah. How things are going.
3: He's always good people. He always shoots me up and he's always kind of like, Hey, how's everything going? Good. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> how many podcasts listen? You up to You talking to this guy. You should do this. Yeah. And I'm like, D- yes, dude. He's really, really nice. Uh, Shout out to Zombie Mike Dubois. You know Mike. we've had we've had many mics on this show, yeah, uh, but not one named Zombie.
2: No. no, he really owns that. He really does. Speaking of mics, Mike Jasper. Yeah. Again, calling in. It's we were listening to these today, and it was sort of heartwarming. It's sort mm. of it was a good. Uh, hey, welcome to the holidays. And Mike Jasper never missing the chance to call him and let us know. And we uh, really appreciate that.
3: Yep. And our final one goes. No, we don't have to
2: do the final one.
3: Yeah, we We're do. He's a good guy. <sighs> Fine. Our final thanks goes to Mr. John Evans. John, you're just, you're, you're too good. I don't really think you need to say anything else, right?
2: Um, From BJJ Breakdown, that John Evans?
3: Yeah, BJJBreakdown.com. He's just too good, you know? (laughs) You name it, he's just too good. So let's just leave it at that.
2: And to the other people that have helped over the guys over at BJJ and MMA Training Academy, no concept out in Maryland, Andrew Correa from BJJ Finder for all the website help and just uh, – Just help. Yeah, super. Help in general, explaining some things that were happening on a high level at the Jiu-Jitsu Expo, all of the, and speaking Portuguese, dynamite drop in there. Very,
3: very Big important. Big
2: help, and to the uh, lovely ones in our lives that have tolerated all of this podcast business, uh, that's it for me, Raph, on the thank yous. Except to you, sir, one final Old English time, um, congrats on 50th.
3: Same to you, man. It's uh, it's been a delight and a pleasure, and uh, I look forward, uh, with some sad regrets, to replacing you. But I feel I we'll understand. find a better replacement. I
2: understand. No, it's for the weird. next
3: fifty. Okay. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, Kevin, this is uh, so much fun. You know, this is uh, week in week out, we get to extend our conversations that we have about MMA to all of the people who are listening, and and the biggest thanks always goes out to them because. We get such great feedback from people, and it seems like every every time we turn around, we get somebody telling us how much they like the podcast.
2: It's – we don't get it, but we love it.
3: I mean, it, I, it's not my, my taste, but <laughs> – you know, it, it is uh, especially nice that it's uh, it's somebody else's and that when people listen to it, they, they respond to stuff, they love people, they're very passionate about it. So to everybody who's been listening to us, thank you guys so much. Thank you to the good people over at Valley Martial Arts Center. The Mac. Yep, wouldn't be complete without that. Uh, you guys are always the best. Uh, I'll, I'll probably try and train there tonight if I can, uh, just because, you know, why not? And uh, just... I don't know. I think the final thank you is just to all the other guests and and friends that we've made. Uh, Obviously, thank you to these people who who called in and to the rest of the people who didn't. You know, what the fuck were you doing? (laughs) Like, for serious, these people took two seconds out of their time. Some people were sitting on the can. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We we couldn't be happier to do this. And we look forward to the many new guests and friends that we're going to get to make over the next 50 and beyond.
2: For all of us at Verbal Tap tonight, I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Yup. Good night. And good 50. Hold on, Rap, before we bring him on. I'm going to scream like a... Uh, like a once sick. So just break for that. And then we'll bring him on, okay?